don't know what I've chosen to do as an introduction music-wise. Uh, this is me trying this out for the first time. Uh, we're going to see how it goes. Um, tentatively, the title was going to be I Want to Quit Again Already. The idea behind that was I have a deep passion for many things. Uh, my interests are spread throughout life, and I have a long desire to pursue the things that I find the most peace while doing. Uh, what seems to happen is I go into each subject with sheer ferocity, then find myself some short time later doing the same nothings I did before, and all my new adventures collect dust on my mind's shelf. Well, today's the first day of trying not to want to quit again already. Uh, this idea came from years back. Uh, I was in a tattoo shop, and the artist and I uh, got along real well with her. We uh, collaborated on a lot of the artwork that I have on my arms, actually all the artwork that I have on my arms. Uh, she was an artist of the visual type. I'm more of a word person, uh, thoughts and ideas. She helped me translate them to uh, the art um, that is on my arm right now. Uh, so we got along really well. And after a while, you know, talking about things that we both liked, interests that we both had, you know, uh, the arts, books, movies, stuff like that. Uh, I, I told her that I had a fleeting interest in writing. It was something that I wanted to do as a child. Uh, I think I read Catcher in the Rye, and it ended up uh, kind of uh, smashing all those dreams, because apparently the book that I wanted to write had already been written. Uh, growing up a little bit past that, uh, there we were talking about that same thing and she said well we should we should start a blog you know there's free websites for things like that interests and everything that you want to get into and why not so we were talking about the idea this that and the next thing and at one point my actual thought and i said it out loud was man i, I want to quit this again already and she's like boom there's your title for it I did venture out and <clears throat> try that uh, for a brief period of time. Uh, if you want to do some kind of digging, you can find it. I mean, it was titled, I Want to Quit Again Already, all one word, at blogspot.com. I don't even think you can get into it anymore. Um, I checked it out not too terribly long ago. In fact, periodically I go into some kind of phase, nostalgic or otherwise, maybe, you know, self-deprecation or some kind of masochistic desire. I decided to go and read it again. Um, most of them were drunken, free verse, stream of consciousness ideas that I wrote down. Uh, I don't necessarily believe they were any kind of waste uh, nothing is. Um, if you're still alive and breathing and everything you did up until now, there is a reason you did it and there's there's a use for it. Uh, 
uh, doesn't matter if it's for uh, your own personal gain or growth uh, I just think it's useful everything that I've gone through my experience and that's all I have uh, is useful so that's the direction we're gonna go with that so uh, I quit I think I did five posts something like that <clears throat> uh, I may sometime go back and do some kind of editing with it or you know use it as a teaching tool for something in the future uh, for somebody else uh, but it's nothing that I hold any kind of flame to or <clears throat> or any kind of you know accolade that I'm looking for it or anything like that but it was it it got me to this point you know honestly it, it may have been 15 years ago 20 years ago something like that it's still something that I think about and that's gonna be some main theme sprinkled throughout this is that I'm here today I'm 42 years old and I've had experiences good bad or otherwise and there have been things in my life that have sparked interest uh, that I'm not proud of uh, that I'd like to still pursue and it's not too late to do so so those kind of things are gonna pop up in and out uh, the movies the books the ideas the events uh, things that may have shaped what I am right now this isn't my final form, I believe. Um, so it could be in some cathartic kind of way, helpful to others, helpful to myself, you know, mental master masturbation. Uh, we all know the result we're looking for there. Um, but that's, that's what we're trying to do. Now, this may change because Speaking of people that influence or inspire or just, you know, piqued my interest throughout my years, and I already mentioned his first book, J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye. Now, it, that's not even my favorite of his. My favorite of his is Nine Stories. The last story in the book is called Teddy. And after I read this, it, man just absolutely blew me away uh, brief synopsis and I'll I'll focus more on what I fell in love with uh, from it I do urge always to learn yourself create your own opinion uh, based on your experience uh, but if you do have time and you you know anything I say may give you the desire to check it out it just you don't have to do the whole thing just read that last story Teddy um, it's a precocious child way smarter beyond his years he's from a well-off family they're on a cruise ship uh, he's in the cabin with his parents and you know he's full of energy he's talking he's moving around he's sticking his head out the porthole uh, somebody from the staff dumps some discarded 
refuse over the side and he sees these orange peels and they're floating on the top of the surface of the water and he's looking at them and he's saying out loud not really to anybody in particular maybe to himself um, to the universe it was just a thought that he had he said if my head somehow is cut off right now these orange peels may only exist in my mind so that's not you know that's not really what caught me so you know he says this his parents obviously disregarded as just more garb that he's slinging and he gets down pulls his head out from the porthole he proceeds to have more conversation with his parents and they tell him you know maybe you should go play with your sister or something like that he's going to leave the cabin he's got the door open his back to his parents and he turns around and he says you know if i close this door you know this moment may only exist in your minds if you never see me again i may be an orange peel so i've loved that for ever since i read it the first time and i still i still go back to it and reference in my mind in fact when i was on my way to make this recording this first effort which i know there's going to be flaws and I wish I would have done this, I wish I would have done that, which is fine. That's not the point for me. The point for me is that I'm doing it, and we'll see what comes of it. If nothing comes of it, then nothing comes of it, but I tried. And that's that's kind of where the, the theme of the I want to quit again already is where all these ideas I have, I should do this, I could do this, I have a talent for that, but they're thoughts. I like, I like actions nowadays, well, I'm trying. Um, and trying is more than than I've done for a long time uh, but so I had that title I want to quit again already in my head I was coming to do the recording and I wasn't too terribly far from where I was doing the recordings and in my head that story popped again you know at one point I wanted a tattoo uh, depicting that whole idea, that whole scene from that book, uh, never came to fruition. And I always wanted to incorporate it in something uh, because I thought it was important to share because it, it meant that much to me. So um, I'm walking here, and and that that thought popped into my head. He said, oh, "What about what about calling it? I may be an orange peel. I mean, it's a good idea. It's a good concept. I love it." Um, the tree in the forest only makes a sound if somebody's there to witness it or you know moreover the original is if a tree falls and nobody's there to witness does it make it sound and that's what i incorporate the i may be an orange peel feeling is that this thing that i'm trying that i don't want to quit until it it comes either to an end or goes to another place it may only exist in the mind of someone that hears it you know they may be the orange peel or maybe i am who knows uh anyway so i have a great admiration for the giants uh those that i've 
stood on the shoulders of that I'll mention, that I'll reference. Um, there are a great many minds out there and pieces of art and sources of examples of beautiful thinking and creation. And I'll reference them throughout the things that I do with this because they, they were part of my experience. Um, and it would be thoughtless if I didn't include them. Uh, if I make a reference, if I do it wrong, a quote, anything like that, it's going to happen. I like to paraphrase. I'm very good at reading something word for word. Not necessarily being able to recite it back word for word. Uh, but the general idea or the feel of it, I can pair it uh, very well. And I'll do that. Uh, it's this interconnectivity, this woven um, influence that'll pop in and out. And that brings me to, and, and you know, I think there's a lot of people, you know, before me, and I don't think that much of myself to say that my original thoughts, my arrangement of this language of these words is so great that it needs to be repeated or that something new is going to come of it. I have no idea. Again, experience. I went through everything that I went through in life or learned or remember as an experience. And that's the only thing we can give back. It's the only thing I can give back uh, as of right now. So um, I apologize if I ever, you know, don't source something or don't know exactly where it comes from. But kind of like, I don't know if you're familiar with Finding Forrester. I think it was a Gus Van Sant movie. Uh, second one after Goodwill Hunting. Um, the main character is a young child, who, adolescent boy who wants to write, and he meets, you know, a published award-winning writer, and that he sits down to, to make him write, and he's sitting there, he's like, why aren't you writing? And, you know, because he's under pressure, whatever reason. So the writer, the established writer, gives him a piece of his own work and says, sometimes you need other people's words to find your own. So he starts typing out word for word something the author had written and then suddenly without thinking about it it morphs into his own idea. <coughs> Excuse me. So that's kind of a concept that I really embrace um, because I feel like we're all influenced by something. I know I am. So the things that in my life that I remember having huge impacts on me are things that I'd like to share and we'll see where it takes me. Um, it is, there's no rules. Like I said, this is, this is gonna be whatever it is. Wherever you go, there you are, right Seuss? <laughs> So, sometime, I don't know if it was my late teens, early 20s, I had a friend, very smart, uh, 
very uh, into music and other other things too uh, but his vast knowledge of music was just I mean I've never seen anything like it I've seen a couple close uh, but he always you know I even <clears throat> it was so good that at one point I I don't know if I paid him but I had him I had some money for some CDs some albums and I didn't know what to get and we were at the music store and I was just like hey you know I have this much money I want you to to pick some stuff out for me and he laughed because he said that he had somebody at uh, the college that he was going to had done the same thing some semester and he laughed and thought it was funny and I mean I just I just trusted him in that department uh, but at some point he had introduced me to this song that on the CD that I had of it, it was called MIT Speech and from the time that I got it until very recently uh, months ago, about maybe four months, something like that ago I thought it was from a professor at MIT giving a commencement speech to the class of the 1997 graduating class it turns out that's not what it was uh, somebody had taken an article that was written in 1997 uh, from the Chicago Tribune by Mary Schmitch maybe saying that wrong I apologize uh, but she wrote an article uh, in, in an exercise where if you were a graduation speaker, if you were asked to do a commencement speech, what would you say? You know, what would your guide to life for graduates be? And somebody had taken that article, uh, reread it through uh, beautiful voice. This guy has an amazing voice. Please, I don't have a link or how specifically to get it or who actually did it, but they put it to music as well nice beat it's great production uh, you can google it or YouTube it MIT speech it should come up uh, it it changed my life I mean 20 plus years I believe I've been I've been listening to it uh, periodically and I mean it's even coming up right now this isn't I mean I had thought this idea and that I was gonna bring it up and read it to you or read it I could be just reading it to myself um, but this this was such a big deal to me and I mean it's it's part of the, the structure that that made me grow so I'm gonna read that we'll see if it comes of that ladies and gentlemen of the class of 97 wear sunscreen if I could offer you only one tip for the future, sunscreen would be it. The long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists, whereas the rest of my device has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice now. Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Oh, never mind. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they've faded. But trust me, 
in 20 years, you'll look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You were not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future. Or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. The real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind. The kind that blindside you at 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one thing every day that scares you. Sing. Don't be reckless with other people's hearts. Don't put up with people who are reckless with yours. Floss. Don't waste your time on jealousy. Sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind. The race is long, and in the end, it's only with yourself. Remember compliments you receive. Forget the insults. If you succeed in doing this, tell me how. Keep your old love letters. Throw away your old bank statements. Stretch. Don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. The most interesting people I know didn't know at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds I know still don't. Get plenty of calcium. Be kind to your knees. You'll miss them when they're gone. Maybe you'll marry. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll have children. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll divorce at 40. Maybe you'll dance the funky chicken on your 75th wedding anniversary. Whatever you do, don't congratulate yourself too much, or berate yourself either. Your choices are half chance, so are everyone else's. Enjoy your body. Use it every way you can. Don't be afraid of it, or what other people think of it. It's the greatest instrument you'll ever own. Dance even if you have nowhere to do it but in your own living room. Read the directions, even if you don't follow them. Do not read beauty magazines. They will only make you feel ugly. Get to know your parents. You never know when they'll be gone for good. Be nice to your siblings. They're your best link to your past and people most likely to stick with you in the future. Understand that friends come and go but with a precious few, you should hold on. Work hard to bridge the gaps in geography and lifestyle, because the older you get, the more you need the people who knew you when you were young. Live in New York City once, but leave before it makes you hard. Live in California once, but leave before it makes you soft. Travel. Accept certain inalienable truths. Prices will rise, politicians will philander, you too will get old. And when you do, you'll fantasize that when you were young, prices were reasonable, politicians were noble, and children respected their elders. Respect your elders. Don't expect anyone else to support you. Maybe you have a trust fund, maybe you'll have a wealthy spouse but you never know when either one might run out. Don't mess too much with your hair, or by the time you're 40, it will look 85. Be careful with whose advice you buy, but be patient with those who supply it.
and vice is a form of nostalgia. Dispensing it is a way of fishing the past from the disposal, wiping it off, painting over the ugly parts, and recycling it for more than it's worth. But trust me, on the sunscreen. <clears throat> so, I mean, just, whew, it gets me every time, really. Just listening to it, reading it is, that's honestly, it's the first time that I've read that out loud. I could have done better. Um, but it just, wow, floors me every time. Like, it, it, it's such a perfect guide. And it also, and I think, uh, if you read at the top of the article, it talks very briefly, she says this is an exercise, like I had mentioned at the beginning, and she said she encourages anyone over the age of 26 to try doing it. And, you know, I think I may finally take that encouragement. The only thing which I think is absolutely hilarious is now what's going on, and these are just rumblings, I haven't delved into it or done any research on it, but I, I know enough that uh, even sunscreen right now is, is taking some hits. So, but in 1997, you know, it was still cool. Right now, I guess it just isn't. But that does not take away from how beautiful um, and poignant this is. So, uh, do what you will with that. I, uh, I do encourage anyone to look up that song, listen to the way that it was arranged and done. Uh, it was absolutely beautiful. Whomever did that. And uh, read the article. Um, share it with somebody. That's why I'm sharing it right now. Um, it's something It's something that I just I take with me. I will, you know, for as long as I still have. This is something in the back of my mind that I don't know if it motivates, inspires, but it's there. And I think it's for good reason. I use this, I quote this all the time. Out of the blue, uh, it'll come up. Certain situations work amongst friends, peers, things like that. These words, Mary's words, will just slip out of my mouth. Nine times out of ten, more times than not, they're taken and received very well. Okay. So there's that. I'm trying to think of what my favorite. I don't even know what my favorite. Oh. Uh, worrying. It always makes me think a lot about my mom. My mother, when I, uh, when I heard it, when I said, don't worry about the future or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. I use that all the time. Not necessarily in the context of worrying, but I think it's a good analogy for a lot of the futile or superfluous things that we, or I, give too much power over me, you know, day to day, week to week kind of things. Uh, I mean, heck, those are those are the kind of things that, you know, prevented me from even doing this uh, from the beginning. So I'm glad, glad I didn't. 
big, 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 big uh, motivator for this was I was listening to an audiobook. Um, I doubt, oh, not downtime at work, uh, but when I'm busy and I have a certain task that I'm doing that doesn't require uh, audio focus, I have a chance to listen to either music and sometimes I'll throw on an audiobook in the background and see if I can absorb it through osmosis or something like that. And I was listening to a book, it was a short recording, about five and a half hours long, it was called Atomic Habits. And I know, uh, I can't think of the author and I apologize, uh, but I know he has a whole work study thing through it that you can, you know, templates and everything and write everything down. But I am a, I will listen to anything, read anything, look into anything, entertain anything. I will not necessarily 100% buy into it. In fact, most of the time I don't. But I'm a firm believer that there is something to be taken away from everything. And so it, it influenced me in personalized ways to where they talked about habits and the big thing that I got out of it for me. And uh, check it out sometime for yourself. Again, it was a five and a half an hour recording and listening um, there is a physical copy now don't get mad at me okay just real quick I'm a book guy and when I mean book guy I mean physical copies of books I like to hold them I like to turn them I like to smell them not in any kind of weird ways nobody needs a paper cut down there but so I don't have a Kindle or anything like that. And yeah, I'll read some stuff on my phone or my laptop, things like that. But when it comes down to when I'm getting into a book, it's going to be a physical copy. But the delivery system of audiobooks is great um, for certain situations. Like I said, when I'm at work, obviously, <coughs> I cannot do certain tasks and read and hold a book at the same time. When I'm reading a book, I want to give it my full attention because I've, <coughs> excuse me, I have the tendency to, you know, in certain situations, my mind, you know, I personally will want to read a book and my mind will want to think about that one time I stole candy from a classmate in the fourth grade and explore that for hours so it takes me away from my book um, so being able to hear something audibly uh, helps that so when there's cracks in what my mind is trying to do my own desires get filled a little bit and that's what this this book did this recording of Atomic Hearts and it is by James Clear so check it out if you ever have a chance um, but one of the things and it got me to, to doing this was the fixation on goals 
and the end and that's kind of and I know it's a big thing for me that it seems so overwhelming that this is what I want and I may not necessarily know how to get it and then I start thinking about what I have to do where I have to go what I have to get and then before I even start to take that first step I've already stopped I already quit again and he explained in a way and I don't know specifically and I apologize but he said something along the lines that focusing not on the goal or making the goal being the steps then the results themselves will just naturally come and for whatever reason it's not necessarily the newest of ideas you know every journey begins with the first step there's plenty of quotables um, for such a thing it was just this time in this way through this recording it clicked my goal for certain things now is not the end result it's the first step and that's kind of where I'm at right now again I've already said it this was something that I've been sitting on for a long time doing something like this and I was worried about what I would call it what it would be about where I would do it with what equipment and then finally a very small piece of small step got me to the point where the only thing that is preventing me from reaching any goal in this area is just doing it so now I've done it I've gone and done it and uh, we'll see we'll see where it leads um, I'm trying something else I geez I think since about the fourth grade I was a percussionist uh, always drawn to drums uh, I was in a band in my teenage years played music love music music will be a part of of this in one way or the other uh, I was never anything great uh, I simmered in mediocrity but I never gave it my full attention and in any way was kind to the craft so after reading James's book or listening to James's book I was like okay I'm not gonna be I'm, I'm 42 years old I'm not gonna be a buddy rich I'm not gonna be any Carter Beaufort John Bonham it's just I mean I can be me whatever that's gonna amount to but I can give it the attention and focus that I've never given it before and I can do that just by starting and for right now I'm on my 15th day I do anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour plus a day you know after work and the goal isn't to become a rock star 
my goal is to create the habit of practicing it every day. Picking up the sticks. Putting them down on a pad. Right now, in the situation I'm in, it's the only thing I can do is a, I got this beautiful quiet practice pad, by the way. Mm. If anybody's ever inquiring, I'll let you know what I'm using. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever uh, practiced with. But the point is, is that, you know, because chasing that dopamine, which I'm always a instant gratification kind of guy, I want what I want, and I want it now. A little Veruca salt there or something. But uh, I had to shift that paradigm. So if I want to chase a dopamine response, it can't be from the end result because I'll never get there. I could be pointed in the direction of perfection. And it's not, not about reaching it. It's about taking any kind of move step toward it. So that's the way I have to look at it now. Just, I mean, and that's for me. So every day when I, when I put the sticks back down and I've done whatever I've done for that day, I just write a number down in a little book. Well, today was day number three, done. I'll write that number down until I've completed it. I'm not allowed to do other things. Not allowed, that's ridiculous. It's like me disciplining myself. It's weird. Don't don't make that a visual. Keep your words. Um, so, like, uh, I want to watch this show. I I want to you know check out a, a new video game. I enjoy video games as well. And now, part of my reward system, you know, understanding. Always, always seek to understand. I'm, I fail a lot more than I succeed, but I succeed more today than I have in the past. In in that, in seeking to understand. So understanding myself, and that's probably I have the greatest shot in succeeding. Starting there with me and staying there. Um, but knowing how I tick with that and the idea behind it with the gratification and, and the reward system it's gotten me to day 15 that's awesome for me high five <laughs> but it also got me to right here right now it's the only reason this voice is, is being recorded um, with something small like that um, so I stacked this from this on top of the success of doing that in a consecutive way and I and I waited because I usually do something like that I want to do 10 different things I want to start them all right now and again it, it's the same domino effect of failure or giving up I, I can't necessarily call it failure if I hadn't tried uh but I took that small success of doing it every day saying, okay, it's not that you're, you're terrible or you're a failure or you can't do things. It's not that shift the view. It's like, look, look, we did this. 
Okay, you can do something like that. That's your success, is your ability to consistently do something new, exciting, personable, and it's a benefit to growth. Uh, I, I feel I've been stagnant for a very long time. Can't, it's weird, like in my own self, I can recognize that I've been stagnant for an extremely long time. But like every time I've gone to a job interview, it's just like, oh, what's one thing that you really don't like? Stagnation. It's like my number one answer. It's like, oh yeah, once things start getting normal and boring and repetitive, I'm out, I check out mentally. And it's hilarious. They, you know, most employers that have interviewed me and heard that, they love it, think it's a great answer. Was I reflect on it and then apply it to me? It's hilarious. <clears throat> Didn't follow my own advice or or care for for myself personally. And uh, again, it's it's something that I'm trying to recognize uh, and, and just shift um, at a small small pace, slow pace, at a different increment and just in the right direction. Not all at once. I don't want to get bogged down. So for this one, we'll see how this turns out. This is just me laying this down. Uh, if there is anybody but my own mind listening to this, thank you. I'm KP. Have a day.